0: Coming up on this episode of DL Weekly, Disneyland is coming back and on a very special day. Messages from Park's leadership on reopening. Reopening updates.
1: Some folks are trying to delay the reopening. More event cancellations. We discuss retheming Splash Mountain and more. DL Weekly starts now.
2: Welcome to DL Weekly, a podcast about Walt's original Magic Kingdom, Disneyland. We cover the latest news and information from the resort, test our skills at Trivia, and have a discussion about the parks every week. We invite you to send in your feedback and stories. Our contact information can be found at dlweekly.net. Now sit back, keep your hands and arms inside the podcast, and enjoy this week's show.
0: Well, hello and welcome to this episode of DL Weekly for the week of June 17th, 2020. I'm Teg Bushman. And
1: I'm Teresa Urban. We'd like to send a shout out and a thank you to Emily S. S. Mallory S. and Jan Y. for supporting the show. This support helps make Deal Weekly possible. Without the community of support, we would not be able to produce the show and get through this difficult time. Our supporter Discord chat has been a wonderful source of Disney magic from our supporters. If you would like to become a weekly tier yourself and have some more Disney magic in your day, head on over to dealweeklynet slash support to sign up. I
0: missed it this week, but I'm very sad that I missed our movie night because it was... Pirates oh, of the Caribbean, fun. Curse of the Black Pearl. It was fun. I did cheat because I got home late that night and I went through all of the chat. Okay. Because I was curious what everybody was talking about. Sure. And it was very lively. It
1: was a very lively chat. Um, I have to, I, like, on that note, I did participate in the movie night this time. And it was so much fun. I forgot that I hadn't watched that movie in such a long time. So there was, it was almost like watching it for the first time again. There was so many no? scenes that I had forgotten. It was a lot of fun. Even so much so, I was inspired and watched the second one last night, because I couldn't remember what all happened in that one. I need to
0: rewatch them again, for sure. It's been a while. Uh, Did you... This is way off topic, way (laughs) so soon in this podcast. We
1: haven't even started this show, and we're already off topic. Did
0: you watch Artemis Fowl yet on Disney Plus?
1: I have not.
0: I thought it was pretty good. I know that there was some people in our chat that were talking about that had read the books and stuff, and they... Didn't like it as much, but I thought it was pretty decent. So if you're on the fence, I'd say give it a chance. Well, it is that time of the month when we pick a weekly tier out of the Mickey Ears hat to be a guest on the show or choose a discussion topic for a future episode. This month, it's Brandon H. or Habby, who's been a supporter for how long?
1: He's been a supporter for just over two years now, I think. Well, He's been patiently waiting for his name to be picked out of this Mickey hat.
0: Well, since he became a supporter, he's gotten married. We met him in Disneyland.
1: Yep.
0: yep. Uh, Well, congratulations on being picked from the hat. We will send you a message with details shortly. If you want the chance to have your name drawn, become an official weekly tier at dlweekly.net/slash support.
1: Now, let's get to the news. Last week, right after we posted the podcast episode, Disneyland announced their plans to reopen the resort. The plan calls for a phased reopening with Downtown Disney opening on July 9th, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure opening on July 17th, Disneyland's 65th anniversary, and Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa and Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel opening on July 23rd. Capacity will be extremely limited, so new ticket sales and annual pass sales and upgrades have all been suspended for the time being reservations will be required to attend the parks on a given day during the phased reopening. Disney has not released details on the reservation system as of the recording of this episode. Parades and nighttime spectaculars will return at a later date due to social distancing measures. Check Disneyland.com for the latest news and information. So, I spent
0: so I've I have never called the Disneyland Resort before ever. Oh, yeah. and I called them this week because uh, we were trying to figure out. Because I have had a five day park hopper that the whole plan since the beginning was to convert to a flex passport, yep. and we were going to do that in April. Mm-hmm. It is we obviously the parks were closed in April, mm-hmm. so I we're not going to be there for five days in July. So I was trying to figure out what can we do. So I and you have to use the ticket within fourteen days. Of its first use. So we had decided through all the excitement that we wanted to be there for the opening. So we were trying to figure out how to use the tickets. So what we did was, uh, one of the people, uh, through our news research, we found out that there was a company that was still selling Disneyland tickets for one more day. So we made the decision to buy a three-day park hopper that we might be able to convert. So I called Disneyland. I spent two hours on hold, which... I would assume that during the normal course of events, you're not on hold very long with them, but because it was two hours, they they have literally just small clips of music that they play <laughs> over and over again, and I heard the same like seven or eight promos a billion times. But anyway, I got on the phone with a very nice lady who said that unfortunately, she only knows what's on the website, oh, and that they had no new information for me, and she said a lot of times they get news sent to them through email and stuff that point to disney parks blog posts or disneyland.com posts so she's not sure if we can do the upgrade or not so we bought the three-day ticket and worst comes to worst we save the five day for a trip later on uh and not only now do we have a ticket but now we also have to make sure that we get a reservation because you will have to do reservations that are required
1: yes so i want to pause and back up and rewind. Yay! We're gonna try and get out there for the grand reopening on the 65th anniversary. How f- amazing is oh, that? Yeah. I just I can't wait. Um, I'm anxiously awaiting more details on the reservation so that we can figure out if it's going to be possible or not, so then we know if we need to be booking our airlines and all that stuff. But we have everything mapped out. We know what flights we want. Yep. We are we haven't aired down to two hotels. We haven't decided which one yet. We have everything ready. We just are waiting on Disney. So, yay. Also, I just have to mention, I was very excited that downtown Disney is reopening for my birthday. I'm going to pretend it's my birthday present this year, even though I can't be there. (laughs) Sure. Uh, I mean,
0: it's great news all around. Now, one thing you guys might have realized when we were talking about this was there was no Disneyland hotel announced with the opening. Yeah. And so the reasoning behind that, that we, the information we could gather on that is that the grand Californian is kind of like the premium resort and the paradise pier is the ma is the value resort at Disneyland, with the Disneyland Hotel being a moderate resort. So I think that they decided to move people's reservations to the Grand Californian or to Paradise Pier if you had reservations at the Disneyland Hotel. Plus, because of the extremely limited capacity, I just don't think it would make it worth it for them to have yeah. three different parks open. No,
1: well, it, to have... To three have, different Yeah, to have those three hotels open with how many... Potentially, then empty rooms. Plus, you have to step you know, all that extra staff there. I it makes it makes sense. I feel like the Disneyland hotel is like the anchor, right? It's like the heart of the hotel. The district. Grand
0: Californian, though, is the one that is their premium resort or their deluxe resort. So that's yeah, going to be the that thing that makes
1: that makes sense to have the two, I guess. Uh, so
0: I'll, I'm interested to see how everybody reacts to everything with social distancing and everything like that. Again, check Disneyland.com for the latest news and information. If anything changes, and we find out information about. The reservation system, we will post that on our social media. So if you don't already, follow us at DL Weekly on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, Josh tomorrow chairman for Disney Parks Experiences and Products, posted a letter on the Disney Parks blog this week discussing the reopening of the parks. He states that the company is taking, quote, baby steps during their intentional phased approach to opening the parks and resorts. tomorrow calls for the public to work with the company and cast members to, quote, responsibly... Responsibly recapture the magic. He concludes with a great sense of hope and optimism.
1: I, you know, I like I like that phrasing to responsibly recapture the magic. We're all really excited to be able to go back into the parks. You know, when we feel comfortable, right? I think the other thing we've talked about at great length too is that this is going to be a joint effort between the Disneyland Resort, the cast members, and most importantly, the guests. You know, if they request and require for us to wear masks, then we need to. We need to respect that and we need to do that. Same thing with, you know, if there's temperature checks or whatever, you know, all these things are just put into place to allow us to be back in the parks. So, we, you know, it's not going to help anyone if we kind of resist or... You know, don't want to do those things. If you're not comfortable wearing a mask all day or having your temperature checked or any of the restrictions that they do have, you know, then it it's probably just smarter to wait until those restrictions are lifted. Or if you're not comfortable that the parks are even open, then also my suggestion is just to wait. You know, it's like I said, it's going to be a joint effort and we need to do our part as guests as well.
0: Yeah. My biggest concern, because like when we go out into our own community here, is there's a lot of people who aren't wearing masks in general which obviously is not going to be allowed they're going to require you to wear them i'm hoping that cast members will be empowered and that they will have these groups that are going around the yeah. parks that will be empowered to say hey you need to if somebody takes I, it off
1: i feel like they will be i feel like they i could see them being strict and saying If you don't, you know, if you're not adhering to these rules and we ask you, then, you know, what's to say you don't get kicked out? Well,
0: and the other thing uh, is that I've seen people, you have to cover your nose and your mouth with the mask. Otherwise, it's pointless. And I've seen a lot of people not covering their nose or pulling the mask down or touching the mask a lot. And that's not going to be help. uh, That's not going to help either. The other thing is social distancing. And we've seen a lot of videos online. I don't know if you've seen a lot of videos online, but I've seen a lot of videos online of people that are upset about having to wear a mask. And when people call them on things, they they purposely cough on them or spit at them. So I hope that that doesn't happen. I'm hoping that people are good Disney citizens and don't do that. But so I'm hoping, Josh, tomorrow, everybody kind of... Responsibly recaptures the magic, and hopefully his hope and optimism is not misplaced.
1: Now, one good thing I want to add on: our friends over at Concierge actually shared this with us. They um, have been in touch with some cast members that have been at Disney Springs, as you all know. Disney Springs has been open for a couple weeks now, and those cast members there were really optimistic, and they said that you know they, that everything was going smoothly. Guests weren't complaining about the rules; they were adhering to the rules, and um, you know, wearing mask, wearing temperature checks, and social distancing without, you know, much, much grief about it. So they they thought things were going very, very well. So I really hope that Mm -hmm. that trend and that thought process uh, continues in Disneyland. And I have, I'm going to be optimistic. You know me. I have hope that it will. I hope so too. Well, with the updated information on the resort opening, Disneyland has updated their cancellation fee policy for the resort hotels. Disneyland will waive all hotel cancellation fees for arrivals through July 22nd. Guests are also able to make changes to existing reservations for July 23rd and beyond. If you need to make any changes to your reservation, please call 714-520-5050.
0: So, I mean, this is pretty much just informational. I don't think there's too much to say about this except for that's good. Obviously, uh, the previous date was July 15th. Obviously, the resort hotels are not open on July Mm -hmm. 15th. Uh, So, they do open on the 23rd. So, getting people through, you know, rebooking them and stuff like that. They did say that if you call after the 23rd, so even if you're reservation was was earlier than that, or you wait till after your reservation period, you will not be charged any fees or anything like that. They are basically waiving all of that stuff because they know it can be very difficult. Like I said earlier, uh, I spent a couple hours on the phone, so I'm Mm -hmm. sure that they are also going to be busy doing that as well. Well, reservations to enter the parks may be required when they reopen, but there will be no reservations accepted for any advanced dining. This is in line with what is going to be the process at Walt Disney World when they reopen on July 11th.
1: I'm just really curious to see how this is going to work, just dining in general mm-hmm. at the parks when they reopen. Um, you know, like are we going to be able to go sit down at say the Blue Bayou if we wanted to? Is that going to, you know, is the Blue Bayou even going to be open or do they do they open it, have half the capacity, half the tables, or do they just say, you know what, we have plenty of other dining options that are counter service for you to grab and go? You know, I'm, I'm just curious to see how mm-hmm. they're going to do dining. Well,
0: looking at how the other parks have, have done things, you know, Shanghai, uh, they, they released a video, we'll talk about this in just a little bit, that uh, Hong Kong Disneyland is going to be opening soon, and they've shown videos of how all of that stuff works. And okay. basically what it comes down to is it seems like all of the... Restaurants will be open, but Mm -hmm. they will be blocked off tables with signs saying don't sit there, which I'm also concerned about because I could see guests. So there's the outdoor Cafe Orleans area, and I'm just afraid that people are going to ignore signs that say don't sit here and sit there anyway. And then, of course, a poor cast member is going to have to come say something.
1: Again, though, if they I mean, Disney would have every right that if people aren't following the rules to ask them to please leave. And if they don't follow that nice little gesture of please leave, I'm sure they can. Just say okay. Nope, you are leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it that'll be interesting to see how how strictly and how how rigidly the rules are enforced too. Well, the new Disneyland Resort president, Ken Potrock, created social media accounts this week and posted a message to cast members. In the message, he expresses his excitement to be working with the cast members at Walt's original park and outlines some of the changes coming to the resort, like temperature screening, social distancing measures, face coverings for cast and guests in hand washing and sanitation stations.
0: It's all the stuff we knew about for the different aspects of it. I do think it's really nice that he's kind of reaching out to the yeah. cast members there being in the new position. Yeah fortunate that Rebecca Campbell held the position for just six months. Most of that was when the resort was closed. Not something easy to put on your uh, resume, I guess. Uh, But he does kind of explain that they're working with everything to do things like uh, contactless payments on things. They're expanding, which actually this makes me really happy. They're expanding mobile order, Apple Pay, etc. I... Loved using Apple Pay when I was in Disney World, so I'm excited to use it at Disneyland. Um, the the trying to do as many mobile payments and stuff as possible, I think, is great because yeah. again, you're you're not putting all those people in uh, in those situations where they have to touch things and increase their exposure to COVID nineteen. A
1: couple other things that I thought were interesting that he mentioned in here that we hadn't heard yet that they're going to have um, hand washing stations. We were talking about if if they were going to have more hand-washing stations around the parks. Because otherwise, you know, hand sanitizer is awesome. Hand-washing is better, as we Mm -hmm. all know. So you don't want to put all that stress on just the bathrooms and have everyone go in and out of restrooms to be able to wash their hands. So I think that'd be great if they do include hand-washing stations. And then the other thing, too, which we see at the grocery stores, we see at all of the local shops, is physical barriers where appropriate um, so that, you know, there's a physical barrier between the cast member and the guests. I'm sure we'll see that at the food counters, the shops. I'm curious if they're going to do some sort of barriers, maybe um, in the attraction areas or how they're going to do that too. What'll
0: be really interesting is Disney likes to theme everything. So I'm interested to see how these turn out to be themed.
1: I didn't even think about Mm -hmm. that.
0: Well, the mayor of Anaheim, Harry Sidhu, released a statement on the proposed reopening of the Disneyland resort. Quote, Today is a great day for Anaheim. We could see the reopening of Disneyland 65 years to the day from when Walt Disney opened his first theme park in our city. This is a major milestone in the recovery of Anaheim, California, and our nation. We know Disney will be able to meet the challenge of reopening safely, and Anaheim stands ready to see that happen, end quote.
1: The thing I thought was so awesome about this, this this came out like hours after disneyland announced that they were planning to reopen on the 17th so i thought it was really cool not only that his his like super positive and like supportive response but the fact that it was like right away so Mm -hmm. i don't know that just makes me happy it makes me excited
0: yeah i'm glad that i mean obviously the city of anaheim is very excited to have everything open again because the parks are so vital to the economy of anaheim and so much of their industry so between the hotels Mm -hmm. and all the you know even even the gas stations and stuff around there rely on this resort so much and the fact that uh you know like you know if you click on some of the show notes we have for this week's episode they talk about how disney uh you know josh tomorrow says disney was the first one to close and the last one to open so it it definitely takes a toll
1: definitely not everyone is happy about the reopening of Disneyland. A change.org petition has already gathered more than 35,000 signatures to push back the opening because of rising cases in California and the fear of a worse second wave of infections.
0: So I am concerned. So again, because this happens to be our luck this year.
1: Yeah.
0: We're talking about going for the opening. So I'm wondering if like cases get bad, if they'll backtrack on the opening. It, and then I mean, this yeah. has been our luck this year, no, hasn't I know. it? And so, uh, but there are some people who are concerned about this. Uh, as of right now, I'm on the Change.org petition for this, and they have 38,207 people have signed. Wow! I don't really, honestly, I see these petitions a lot. In fact, with all of the stuff that's been happening recently, I've seen mm-hmm. tons of Change.org yeah. yeah. petitions. Yeah. And honestly, I don't feel like these petitions really do much except for make people feel like they're they're part of a group of people who believe the same thing.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a way to get your, you know, to kind of amplify your voice for sure. Now, the thing that we do have working in our favor with Disneyland is of the proposed, the proposals from all of the California theme parks, Disneyland is one of the later park reopenings, I believe. Um, There's a couple that are trying to reopen on like July 1st. Oh, yes. Um, So they will have... 16 days to see how things go at these other parks before they open their gates. So I think that's going to work to their benefit to see, you know, what's working there, what's not working there. Same thing even with the fact that Disney World is going to be opening, I mean, a week. But still, they're going to be opening a, little, a couple days before Disneyland is. So again, you can kind of see, they can kind of figure out some things, what works, what doesn't work. You know, this is a good idea. This wasn't a good idea. Guests are doing this. Guests aren't doing this. You know, whatever. So um, I do I do think it was safe. I, lo- I mean, I love the date. I mean, the date's perfect. Mm-hmm. But um, I do think it's a good, safe decision to have it a little bit later. Because technically, they could have petitioned to open already. Because California is already in stage three. So I think it's very smart and very wise that they are kind of, you know, not rushing into it. And they're yeah. just kind of sitting back and feeling out the situation.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, if you guys are interested in going to the parks, this next story is for you. A new proposed Explore America tax credit could be giving families up to $4,000 per household for travel to hotels, theme parks, and more. With the stay-at-home orders that have been in place around the country for months, the travel industry is feeling the financial pressure to get tourists out and about. The possible tax credit would encourage families to travel and would possibly help the industry as a whole. Travel industry lobbyists are working with Congress and the President on details of the plan.
1: So this sounds great, right? Cuz I mean, I love travel, you love travel. We love traveling to theme parks, aka Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a really cool proposal and a really cool way to stimulate the economy and to like pinpoint it to specific areas, right? Cuz we already we did have our stimulus checks that everyone has received or is still waiting to receive theirs in the mail, which that could have gone, you know, that was just cash. That could sure. have gone to anything. So it's interesting that this is specifically aimed at the travel industry.
0: Yeah. And so,
1: specifically our travel industry, specifically yeah. the U.S. I'm interested to see
0: how this kind of works out. Because this isn't like, not everybody's, For let's say you have a big household. You're not just going to get $4,000. I no. think that this becomes with up to $4,000 of you spending will become tax deductible. Yeah. So whether that encourages people, I think if people are out of a job or can't afford to go in the first place, this isn't really going to help them, but people who are maybe have the money, but are putting it off for one reason or the, this might encourage them if they want the tax break for it. It's an interesting idea. I'm interested to see if it helps or makes a difference. I know that I think we would be more likely to travel if we'd get some type of tax break for it. However, I think the way that our taxes work, that this would not take us over the standard deduction. So I don't know if it would make a difference, but I, we are not tax professionals and you should consult your (laughs) tax professional.
1: This has been another public service announcement. It was if millions of voices suddenly called out and then were silenced. Star Wars Celebration 2020, which was to be held at the Anaheim Convention Center, has been cancelled due to COVID-19. Star Wars Celebration will return to Anaheim on August 18th through the 21st, 2022. Fans who had tickets for the event may transfer their tickets to the new event dates, or you can receive a full refund. For tickets that are transferred to the new 2022 event, fans will receive a Star Wars Celebration Stormtrooper character pin for more information visit star wars so
0: i know that it's something tiny the star wars celebration stormtrooper character pin but that's kind of cool like
1: i think it's cool yeah, yeah.
0: and it unfortunately kind of sucks for anaheim because you know we were talking about this little i think before the show how star wars celebration alternates years between chicago and anaheim mm-hmm. so Next year, for 2021, it'll be in Chicago. And this year, it was supposed to be in Anaheim. And the year after, next, it'll be in Anaheim. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those situations where there's, there's going to be a ton of Star Wars fans. Star Wars Celebration is a huge event every huge, year. Huge, yes. Um, you know... And as-
1: we all know the Anaheim Convention Center is massive yeah
0: yeah it's very much like that so it's very sad and unfortunate i'm glad that they are allowing people to reschedule for for the next taking their tickets for the next thing i do think that we should try to go to the star wars celebration in chicago next year Uh, however it is just like d23 and tickets do go very very fast but i think it could be fun i know producer james would probably love it i'm sure producer Vern would would also love going to star Wars. we were looking
1: at tickets for this one for this star wars celebration this year that's true but they were, like, by the time we decided to look, they were already gone.
0: So Trisha in our chat says it's usually Orlando and Anaheim, and Chicago got it for oh, the first time last interesting. year. I'll know. tell you, we should not buy tickets to anything in advance. <laughs> Star Wars night has been postponed after the cancellation of Star Wars Celebration. The Disneyland Resort is working to reschedule the night for a later date. Tickets will automatically be moved to the new date when it has been rescheduled. If guests would like a refund, they can call 714 Seven eight one four six three six four assistance. We apparently just need to spontaneously go <laughs> instead of buying stuff in advance because yeah. everything that we've tried this year has not worked out. Yeah,
1: this was this was our one last plan, or this was our one originally planned trip that we still were holding out hope for. Um, but you know, it makes sense because we were talking about it. I don't necessarily think that it. I think that if it was just its own event that there was a good possibility that Disney was still going to have Star Wars night this year. Yeah. I do think the main reason they canceled was solely because a lot of people that were going to be going to Star Wars celebration, the convention also probably had tickets for Star Wars night. So they probably didn't want to have to deal with having to figure out what I don't know if that was the case, though, if they're worried about the people that had tickets to the convention that also had tickets to Star Wars night. That makes me nervous that how long is it going to be for them to reschedule this event? So I don't know. The whole thing is very, very confusing. I would I would like to know if I could somehow have been sitting in or be a fly on the wall for the decision making process for this and what the, what the full reasoning was behind it. I would be super interested to know that. Cause like I said, I'm just curious. Cause in my, my opinion, right. Ticketed events, you already had a reduced number of people that were going to be allowed in the park. Cause it's only so many tickets. That's why um, people enjoy. I mean, the theming of course is why people enjoy these events. But another bonus to these events is that the park feels like you have it almost to yourself. It feels mm-hmm. very empty during these after hour events. So I feel like social distancing and all that could have been, um, easily done so Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm a little nervous about when it's going to be rescheduled I really 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 hope and I really don't think that they're going to postpone it all the way out to then coincide with the rescheduled date of the convention but I don't really know what the correct answer is if the reasoning was to postpone because the convention canceled
0: Liberty in our live stream chat is asking uh what what was the dates for this so uh the Star Wars celebration was going to take place I think a good chunk of that week and some of the weekend yeah and then star wars night was going to be that th- so
1: yeah so star wars night was thursday, thursday night and i believe the convention was friday saturday sunday
0: yeah that sounds right
1: many of you listening to this episode will be listening after the hong kong disneyland resort opens on june 18th this marks the second resort after shanghai disneyland to officially open to the public while it was the latest to be announced it will be open weeks before any of the U.S. parks. Preparations have been going on for about a month to be ready for the opening. Once Disneyland opens in California, there are just two remaining resorts to open in the world Disneyland Paris and Tokyo Disneyland.
0: So I follow a guy because when we last year, when we were doing Mouse Kingdoms, I followed a lot of. Uh, people that on social media that covered things with the Asian parks and, and all the parks overseas. Sure, yeah. And so he's been closely following this. Now one of the things that makes this one particularly exciting is Hong Kong Disneyland was modeled off of our Disneyland. Yeah. Their Main Street, their castle, everything. Well, they were in the be- they were in like the middle phase of redeveloping their entire castle. Oh and it I looks like that has that. been completed yeah. while all of this has been closed. So when people go back, it will have a brand new castle, uh, which will be very exciting. Now, between Paris and Tokyo, which do you think is going to open first?
1: I I have no idea. I think
0: Paris, because Tokyo keeps pushing their social stuff like out. Sure. So I think Paris will be the one that will open before Tokyo. But we will see. It will be exciting that all but two resorts will be open around the world, yes. though. Well, Orange County has dropped the requirement for face masks to be worn when outside of your home. The new order is a strong recommendation to wear a mask. Essential employees are still required to wear a mask, although the county no longer requires it. Disneyland will require the mask when the parks reopen, and we highly recommend wearing a mask when possible outside of the resort.
1: Yeah, we decided just to kind of include this little tidbit of news because it was just kind of an interesting thing that's happening in in the city, the county that Disneyland is in. And like Teg said, just because the county is not requiring it, that does not mean that Disneyland is not going to require you to wear a mask. Just kind of like stores, right? We have some stores here locally that they strongly encourage versus other stores that you require. don't have a mask, you're not getting let in. So, mm-hmm. um, so it'll be interesting to see just how things go. I'm hoping that this doesn't hinder things with Disneyland requiring masks and that people aren't going to be more... Um, Combative? Yeah, more more unwilling to comply. Well, the Indiana Jones Adventure just passed its 25th anniversary back on March 3rd, and a new puzzle celebrates the milestone. The Disney Parks' signature 1,000-piece puzzle is currently available at Disney Springs in Florida. No word on if this puzzle will make it to World of Disney and Downtown Disney when it reopens on July 9th, or if it, we will see it on ShopDisney.com.
0: I want this puzzle. It looks super cool. I
1: feel like this puzzle probably is in Disneyland. There's no way, right? Because it's it's a Disneyland attraction. <laughs> so the fact that this Disneyland attraction puzzle ended up in Florida seems a little off sure. to me. So it's got to be there. Whether it's sitting in Adventureland right now or it's sitting in World of Disney in downtown Disney I feel like it's got to be there.
0: Sure. For anybody who maybe isn't clicking on the link in the show notes, basically it's the attraction poster. That's cool. It says Disneyland at the top. Uh, it is there. And again, it is the uh, 25th anniversary signature puzzle for mm-hmm. this. So I really want to get my hands on this. If they do have it, if slash when we go, I want to buy it. Well, June 22nd will mark the 50th anniversary of the Walt Disney Archives. For D23 members, this means that you can sign up to virtually attend the premiere of a new documentary, Adventure Through the Walt Disney Archives. The film is hosted by producer Don Han and premieres exclusively to D23 Gold members on June 27th. Now, program note, June 27th is producer James's birthday. Woo! So keep that in mind when June 27th rolls around. The movie browses through the collection from theme parks to the studio lot. Uh, I already registered for the 7 p.m. You do have 24 hours from the time slot that you pick to watch it.
1: Yeah, so when you register, I was a little confused. When you register, they ask what time you want to view it at. So, and there was three slots. I think it was like 10 a.m., 1 p.m., and 7 p.m. That sounds right. And I read the fine print because I was really confused. I'm like, why is there a time slot if you can just watch it online? You know, is it an actual, like, presentation? I thought this was kind of like a movie. But, um, yeah, so you, you do have to register for a time slot, and you do have 24 hours from the start of your time slot, so I actually did the 10 a.m. showing. They already emailed me my link and my code to get in. Yeah, I'm very excited. I didn't want to wait. I'm surprised you waited till 7 p.m. I'm like 10 a.m. Uh, that's what I, I'm
0: doing. I know. So here's why I picked that. <laughs> so we have plans with James's family oh, for his birthday. Sure, that's right. And yep. we're gonna be like out with them. So if I pick 10 a.m., we're gonna leave our house around yeah, that time. That's true. And we it's only good till 10 a.m. the next morning. So if I do the 7 p.m., we will be home by 7 p.m. the next day so I can watch it. But I also... My thought is I'm not going to wait. I'm probably going to watch it around bedtime and just stay up late that night. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm very excited. I love the fact... I hope that they do more of these virtual premieres because it's really challenging. We've talked about D23 membership before. It is so worth it. But I've been a little disappointed because we're out in the Midwest and... It's harder to get to some of the premieres and stuff because they have them in larger cities, or they have them in Southern California, or in Orlando, and we're not near either of those. So, I'm excited because all the stuff with the archives mm-hmm. uh, is just is just amazing. Did you, by the way, look at your D23 magazine yet?
1: I no, it's still in the plastic downstairs.
0: But it's a great it, it's a great edition of the magazine because they have a lot of. This. So, mm-hmm. if you become a D23 member right now, you could probably attend this, and you'll probably get this edition of the D23 magazine that has the archives. Celebrated it.
1: Well, Disney has released the preview for the next set of Mini, the main attraction merchandise, which was set to debut next month. For now, Disney has announced that Mini is taking the summer off, and so new releases of this line are postponed to a later date, which has not been announced. The collection has had months replaced with the new Series 6 through 12 naming. The previewed collection includes designs based on King Arthur's Carousel and... I was so okay. I just have to tell you guys I was on this emotional whirlwind this morning (laughs) because they we saw like the sneak peek of what was supposed to be July's merch, which is the King Arthur carousel merch. I love it. I love the ears so much. I'm going to try really, really hard for those ears. And then I don't what 15, 20 minutes later they announced that everything was paused. I was like,
0: Our shopping channel, everybody was like getting ready. I know. They're like, this weekend, it's this time. And What are you going for? Yeah,
1: not even to mention that. So everyone in our shopping channel was getting ready for the release this weekend, which which was supposed to be themed to Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. Then we all got excited. I don't even think anyone had a time to get excited about the carousel merchandise because then right away it was announced that everything was going to be paused so
0: and liberty it forgot to put in our chat but she is telling us in our live stream chat that the cast member confirmed that they will not be in stores
1: yeah so the the a lot of the limited release merchandise has just been coming out on Shop Disney. They haven't been having it in the stores like World of Disney or the Disney stores when they reopen. Again, I, that makes sense. It's a social distancing thing. They don't want to kind of attract crowds yeah. for those releases. So I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I, I'm... Curious to see. We don't know the reasoning behind this. There was some speculation in the chat that it might have to do with getting things shipped from overseas to be able to produce and create or even the actual physical items themselves. Yeah. I don't feel that's the case, though, with with um, the Peter Pan stuff because I feel like they were supposed to... We were supposed to be able to order that and just a, like less than, you know. I don't know. So I feel like the Peter Pan merch exists
0: is there somebody who works in the Disney supply chain that can tell, <laughs> tell us,
1: us? Tell us what's happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So anyways, I'm, I'm curious. I, I feel like we will find out more information. I'm very curious to find out By the out way, more. do
0: you have any idea when the next set of the Castle Collection is supposed to come out?
1: So that's the other thing that I was going to talk about too. So the Castle Collection, I've seen people from overseas that have gotten their Arendelle-themed Castle Collection merch. However, they have not released when that merchandise will be available to us here in the United States. So that's a little confusing to me. What do you so, mean? like people in England or wherever. Oh, they were able to order it. Already? Yeah, oh. I've seen people like, I've seen people post on Instagram and wherever their physical merchandise, saying, "Oh, I'm so excited that this came out." And I think it, I think it released there. Maybe it was like June 9th, Seems to ring a bell for me. Sure, I could be that way sounds, off. That sounds right. But um, yeah. So that's uh, that's a little bit up in the air too. So I'm curious what's going on there as well.
0: Yeah, because I want to get the next pin in that. And I don't know why the UK would get theirs earlier. Go figure. Well, this last story in our news segment is going to flow over into our discussion topic. So we're not going to talk too much about it. But I do want to put it here in the news because it is a news newsworthy with the protests the last few weeks for the black lives matter movement. There have been a call for, there has been a call for Disney to retheme one of the park's most iconic attractions. Splash mountain is based off of song of the South, a movie from 1946, which contains a lot of out of date references to black people. The Disney company has not released the movie in the U S since before the attraction even opened in the late 1980s. The proposal from the public is to retheme the attraction to princess, and the frog
1: i don't think the the um how do i want to say this i don't think this is a new idea to re-theme it to the princess and the frog i feel like this has, been has a lot of attention yes a lot of attention has been drawn to it recently um and like tag said we will we'll pause it there because i feel like if i start i'm not going to stop yep. so we'll pause it there we will continue this conversation in our discussion topic after trivia Well, now it's time to take a trip to Trivia Land, where producer James will try and stump us with some Disney trivia. He's going to ask us four questions, maybe even a bonus. We're going to attempt to answer, and we will get the correct answers after the discussion topic. What do you have for us this week, James?
2: First question comes from listener Eric J. He asks, what is the name of the mining town located in Big Thunder Mountain? Uh, Rainbow Ridge. Rainbow Ridge, yeah. Not to be confused with Mario Kart's Rainbow Road, right? (laughs) Question number two. Listener Jessica M. asks, at the New Orleans Square train stop, there is a pile of instrument cases. Which instrument cases, or excuse me, which instruments would fit in these cases? Um, well, what a, are like jazz? I
1: feel like, like a, a banjo. Tru- I don't know why. Like a trom. Is a it trumpet? a trombone?
0: Trumpet? A trumpet. saxophone? Yeah.
1: Uh, Maybe like a snare? Drums?
0: Like a snare drum? Yeah.
1: That's a good question. I guess I've never paid... I've noticed them, but I've never paid attention to what they are.
0: I think that's good. Okay. I don't know what else we would guess.
2: All right, our third question comes from listener Michael C. He asks, how many times does Winnie the Pooh appear in his own attraction? Ooh. A lot. And he's being nice and not even making you name the locations. Oh, uh, Let's see. He won, I don't know, seven?
1: Are, okay. I'm
0: just throwing out a number. Can I get
1: clarification? Sure. Like, physical animatronics or, like... Does it count if he's like in a like a a mural or a painting?
2: Uh, let's go with physical representations okay. based on this list. What did you say? I said seven.
1: I'm gonna say I'm hmm, five. My gut was five. I'm sticking with it.
0: Five. Okay.
2: All right. And our last one, you called him out. He delivered. Listener Lee S has provided a couple questions. The first one I'm asking is, what movie exhibit was displayed in Tomorrowland from 1955 through 1966?
1: What movie?
2: What movie exhibit?
1: Yep. I'm stumped. 55
2: to 66? To 56? To 66. Oh, to 66.
1: In 11 years. Uh, 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 20,000 mm-hmm.
0: leagues under the sea. That's my guess
1: that's not a bad guess considering the submarine voyage
0: wasn't there until
1: oh yeah never mind um I for some reason I feel like I don't know I don't know I'm terrible with movie trivia I feel like it's like rock like what is that like rocket man or like the the guy that has like the jet pack and like zooms around
0: the rocketeer
1: Yes, I am going to say the Rocketeer. That was like the nineteen eighties, okay, maybe not early nineties. I don't. I am stumped. <laughs> I don't know.
0: For once, Teresa was stumped.
2: I know it I'm, happens pretty often. I mean, in fairness, it is a hybrid movie parks question, so not not necessarily her forte. So, well, we'll see if they had a good week, and maybe you did too. Answers coming up after we uh, go on our way over to the discussion topic.
1: That was it. That felt like quick trivia. Yeah,
0: we did quick this time.
2: So our discussion topic this week, like we said
0: before trivia, is we're going to talk about the Splash Mountain potential retheme. but I think Teresa would like to open her encyclopedia and talk a little bit about the history of Splash Mountain before we get into totally changing it to something else.
1: Yeah, so just a brief overview of the history of Splash Mountain. So um, it actually opened July 17th, 1989. That's a good date. We like that date. 89. A lot of things. Yes. July 17th, 1989. A lot of good things open on July 17th. Um, but basically in the 80s, the Imagineers were trying to think of ideas for a, a thrill ride for Bear Country, which has now been renamed to Critter Country, as we all know. Um, and one of the things that they decided to kind of include is they really wanted to do like a log foam ride. And then they were trying to figure out, what do we theme it to? So... Um, Basically, the, the long story short, they decided to theme it to "Song of the South." However, it was a very it was a contra I I believe it was a controversial movie when it first came out. It is definitely a controversial movie when they were putting this attraction together in the eighties, and it is one hundred percent a controversial movie now. Um, so they were very intentional on trying to just um, put the characters from the animated characters from the stories in it, and they left out. For those of you that have not seen Song of the South, um, Song of the South talks about, basically it, it shines, it makes slavery look good, um, and it kind of makes it look like the slaves were very happy with what was going on, and so that's what makes the movie controversial. Um, long story short. But anyway, so they, they actually did keep Uncle Remus, who was the um, main character in the movie. Um, they kept him out. The movie, though, was Uncle Remus kind of telling stories to the children. And the the characters in the stories are the characters that we see now in Splash Mountain. So the considering what they base the ride on, I think they did a good job of kind of separating the two things. They separated out the um, terrible portrayal of slavery being a good thing and slaves being happy. That's completely not... In the attraction at all, all it is based on is the stories that were told. They kind of decided to go with that because there was an old attraction, America Sings, that they had a ton of animatronics for that. They weren't really sure what to do, so they repurposed a lot of those animatronics. I think the only thing that they really had to do for Splash Mountain was create the title characters, so like the Brer Fox, Brer Rabbit, Brer Bear, yep. um, and put them into the attraction, and then just kind of like tie the tie the different stories together. Um, so it was a Interesting in its day. Um, A lot of people really enjoy it. I mean, it's a really, it is a really fun attraction. The thing that I noticed though is after we've, after we kind of were talking about retheming it in the chat, you know, there was, everyone was really kind of mixed about it, right? And I've even seen some polls that like Mice Chat has put out and other places have put out asking their audiences what they think. Do you think it should be rethemed or do you like it the way it is? Um, And there's a lot, there's a strong voice on some of these polls that say, we like it the way it is. And then I kind of, I took a step back and decided, what is it about the attraction that I actually quite enjoy? Is it the animatronics or is it the ride itself? Is it the music? What is it about Splash Mountain that makes it so fun and so enjoyable? For me, I actually think it's the ride itself like I don't really pay I don't pay attention to the scenes because I'm having too much fun mm-hmm. zipping down the logs and getting splashed and like you know we're talking about our experience we're not really paying attention to the scenes now children probably might be focusing on the scenes more so and the characters that sort of thing but for me it's the like the the thrill of the ride that makes it exciting i also really do enjoy the music cuz it's just fun catchy music
0: now you brought up a good point so I've got a couple things to say about this. I, I generally agree with you. So what I when I ride Splash first of all, I don't even think about it being Song of the South because I've never, even though I have a copy somewhere, I've never actually watched Song of the South. So it doesn't like harken back to that for me. I guess when I'm when I'm in the attraction, uh, like you said, though, I think you know if I have to think about what I like about it. Most of the time I'm in the beginning, I'm looking at the view you get of the park in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, As you get into the attraction, I'm like, oh, when is the next little splash that's going to completely soak my feet going to be? Because I feel like you get more wet on the smaller little drops inside than you do at the big drop at the end most of the time. Uh, So I think that most most of the attraction I like is, like you said, I like the music a little bit. There is that like ominous music playing right before you go up the lift hill, which I love. Mm-hmm. And of course, I love Zippity-Doodle and all that stuff. I also love the Br'er Rabbit animatronic because we've always joked that... <laughs> I thought that the animatronic was just cute. It's a cute little bear. Yeah. Or it's a cute bear. It's a cute little rabbit. And so I always joke that it's my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, it's my boyfriend. So, yeah. um, And he's like chilling at the end of the attraction when you're waiting to, to disembark off the log. However... Somebody put together a video of Splash Mountain with with Princess and the Frog music over it, oh, which I think did really well. And I was like, I actually like this music just as much, if not yeah. better, than the music that's in there now. And I think what you were... You, I don't know if you just said it, or if, I know we had this in a previous conversation, that they could still use a lot of the animatronics that are in there because yeah. a lot of them are not from Song of the South necessarily. Mm-hmm. They're reused from from the previous attraction. So I feel like you could add some stuff with Princess of the Frog, and it would do. It would be very successful. I, yeah,
1: I think you could very easily transition. Now I know that, you know we have seen this before. We have seen an attraction be reskinned. Oh,
0: that was my other point. Yeah. We
1: were very nervous about that and we were very very apprehensive because it was something we loved. Of course, we're talking about the Tower of Terror, which is now Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. However, I do think they did a good job with it. It makes sense now because the other thing, the one thing and if you go back to previous episodes, way back when they were doing this, one of the things you and I were very upset about was the theming of the the whole area. Now just felt off. Yeah. Because the Hollywood Hotel made sense because we were walking yep. down Buena Vista Street, we were going Hollywood you know, Boulevard, old yep. timey, you know, old timey Hollywood. The Hollywood Hotel made sense when they rethemed it, and it was the Guardian or what is it now? Not the the Collector's Tower. Yeah. It looks weird and it looks off and it looks out of place because it is the only thing that looks like that back in that area now though it's transitioning yeah now they've announced that they you know when it first was there remember bugs land was still there yeah so it it just it didn't it just felt really out of place so the the nice thing though is now that they're expanding that area so now it's all going to be marvel so it's going to it's all going to make sense again.: Yeah, One thing that I also realized with this I didn't realize I felt this way until now. Critter Country has always felt a little out of place to me, and I think it's just because it's so little, it's in a back corner, and I kind of forget about it. Most people just kind of run back there, do Splash Mountain, maybe do any of the poo, and that, that's it. You know, you don't, there's nothing really that keeps you back in that area.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it makes perfect sense. To retheme that area, you mm-hmm. could still keep Winnie the Pooh. I don't well, think you need to get rid of Pooh. He could still fit.
0: I agree. I, I one of the things that I saw that would be a great transition piece was the fact that you have New Orleans Square, yeah. and the Haunted Mansions literally right next to yep. it, which is kind of an odd transition anyway. Mm-hmm. And you could you could if you kept the the mountain, if you put it in if you put it in Princess and the Frog, that's supposed to be the south and Louisiana and stuff, it, so yeah. it would really blend it's, well.
1: It, lo- it fits.
0: And then if you made the the Critter Country area more forested, it would feel like you were going into the 100-acre mm-hmm. woods, and mm-hmm. it kind of blends well together. I do want to point out a couple resources that people in our chat have recommended that I don't want to forget yes. um, to talk about. One of our listeners support, um, posted a podcast recommendation uh called you must Re- the podcast is called you must remember this they have a couple episodes on song of the south which is very good to talk about also uh our community manager one of our community managers freya commented that um as we talk about this and think that it's not that noticeable for us or whatever it is basically our white privilege it is. that yeah, it is. that allows us to ignore this uh and people of color might feel totally different about this. Mm-hmm. So we did want to include that in with this discussion as well, because obviously we're two white people. Uh, our viewpoint on this is going to be a little bit different than, than anybody of color. So um, we I can th- just talk about our viewpoint. I, I guess. think
1: that that also brings up a great point as to why the princess on the frog would be the perfect thing to redo it. Right. So princess Tiana is amazing, right? She yeah. is hardworking she's dedicated honestly one of my favorite disney princesses just yeah. because she's not just laying around waiting for some prince to come save her and oh, yeah. whisk her away and do everything for her she's empowered yes. she's driven mm-hmm. she's motivated she's i could go on yes. anyway so she's she's i think she's a great great um person to have represented in the parks. I love that we do have the face character that hangs out in New Orleans Square. I also love that Dr. Facilier hangs oh, out yeah. in New Orleans Square too, but I really have been wanting and craving an attraction theme to that movie because that movie is the music is great, mm-hmm. the scenery is great, the characters are the, awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and really I think Princess Tiana is a great role model for for little kids everybody she's just so dedicated and like does not give up on her dreams and just works and works even just the fact in the movie of how we have the the difference between lottie and tiana so lottie is the one that her dad is very wealthy he gives her whatever she wants she's very spoiled she believes in wishing on stars and that's how that's how she'll make her dreams come true tiana on the tiana on the other hand was raised differently and was taught that wishing can only get you part of the way you need hard work and dedication is really what gets you there. But you go, you go ahead, you wish you make those dreams, but just realize that you, you need to do the work yeah. to make those dreams happen. They're not just going to fall in your lap. I think that's a beautiful thing to be able to impart on the younger generations and to remind ourselves too, that things don't just happen. You got, it's, it takes hard work and it takes dedication.
0: That's absolutely true. That's definitely true. yeah, I think I think this is a great conversation. i I don't think I think if Disney spent a little bit of time to do this, I think it would be a great uh, transformation of this attraction. Now, one place where it will be more difficult will be if they retheme this in Disney World because they don't have a New Orleans area. They have a Liberty Square, and their Splash Mountain is not next to their Liberty Square. It's kind of on the other. It's it's in Frontierland.
1: Oh yes, yeah. so it would be harder. So it would be a little more challenging
0: that. to theme it there, mm-hmm. but they could come up with something. Oh, I mean, yeah, if you, you if you could put Guardians of the Galaxy in a 1930s hotel, you can you can put Princess and the Frog somewhere
1: well and even to that to that degree that that makes me excited because this could be specific this could be a specific Disneyland attraction that's true you could still have a log flume ride in Walt Disney World but it would then be their own version so they could make it anything they could have yeah. it be an original idea not have not be connected to an IP at all um, I don't know I just this idea really excites me I think it's such a great way to it's it, it seems like it it just makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It just makes sense because a lot of the a lot of the structure inside of the attraction already could very easily translate yeah. over into the Princess and the Frog world. The other fun thing too, the music. I don't know if we talked about this yet. The music though in Princess and the Frog, some of my favorite music. Honestly, yeah. I will put the movie on just to listen to that music. It's fun, it's catchy. I feel like you could be bopping down your little log flume and having a grand old time to going down the bayou or, you know, whatever. So yeah. lots and lots. I think it, to me, it just makes perfect sense. You have your ominous with um, the Shadow Man's music oh, yeah. that you could have right before you go down the drop. There's somebody will put the link in the show notes. I, I'm sorry. I don't remember who it was off the top of my head, but there was some brilliant person on Twitter of all places. Put together, and they, I mean, they figured it all out. They said, so you would, when you get on, it would be themed to Mama Odie's, themed to, mom, like, the inside of Mama Odie's house. Yep. And then as you're going down, this would be the song that you'd be listening to at first. And then the first scene would be, I mean, he laid the whole thing out. Yeah. It was great. And he had visuals to kind of go along to really get it. You know, to kind of get your brain juices going. Honestly, when I first read through it, I'm like, that sounds great, but I don't understand how this would really fit. And then you pair that with the YouTube video that Tag was talking about where somebody did a point of view ride video and with they the music. overlaid the Princess and the Frog music onto it.
0: They did a really good job too because great. they transitioned to music and everything. So you felt like you were actually on the mm-hmm. attraction doing that. So... The only thing I will say as a word of caution here is I just hope that Disney, if they decide to do something like this, I hope that they take their time with it and do it properly because I think that it would be even worse if they tried to do a retheme and it was done in in not a good way. So hopefully they will do this. Uh, I fully support this. Plus, we've talked about this numerous times on the podcast. That attraction can use a really good overhaul anyway because there's a lot of things that consistently break there. So maybe that's an opportunity to rework some of the stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and some of the effects and stuff that don't work all the time. Maybe put in a different effect or or harden them a little better.
1: Yeah, do something. I I just think that this would be a great opportunity. And then even one step further because um, another thing that a lot of people were questioning was, oh, but what about Hungry Bear, that restaurant? Make it make it Tiana's place. There you go. You could make it. I mean, it's got the two levels. You could make it feel like a riverboat, oh, or you could yeah. make it kind of even look like her Tiana's place or Tia's place in the movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an old sugar factory. Yeah. So you could. I I feel like you could retheme that. Not. It wouldn't be that hard. And the fact that you're right on the river, I don't know. I just it would be a great replacement for a ride that is outdated and is not in good taste, um, really at the heart of it. We love it. It's a fun ride, but really the thing that we love about the ride is the ride. It's not It's not necessarily the characters are in, that are in the ride. It definitely is not the movie that that ride um, is based off of. It's the actual physical journey of it that we enjoy. So why not reskin it, make it into something that Disney can be more proud of? I feel like Song of the South has definitely been something that they have tried to kind of like put under the rug and pretend never existed. They're very embarrassed by it. So the fact that we have an attraction that's completely devoted to it, it doesn't make sense. Also, small children don't know who these characters are. They don't have the reference of where these characters came from. It just makes sense to me. I feel like it'd be a very re a very easy retheme. The attraction itself needs help in the lighting and the show building area itself yeah. anyways. So we need a refurb, a big refurb, reef haul anyways. May as well make it into something fun and cool. And oh, that's the other thing, too. I think since, you know, kids are very attracted to characters that they know, right? Yeah. So I think Splash Mountain would probably be even more popular if it was themed to Princess and the Frog because a lot of kids know the Princess and the Frog, they know Tiana, they know mm-hmm. Nadine. No
0: it gives her another spot to be, too, because I feel like a lot of times she shows up, like, on the Mark Twain.
1: Yeah. So it'll be nice. Right.
0: And she shows up in New Orleans Square, too. But it'll be nice because she has, like, a more expanded area that well, she could show up could, in as well. So
1: the area that's, like, kind of, like, that you could turn into the Hundred Acre Woods in front of um, in front of Winnie the Pooh there, yeah. you could rotate through who's doing the oh, yeah. character meet and greets there. So you could be meeting Winnie the Pooh in that spot. Or I think you could meet Princess Tiana Naveen. Maybe you could even throw in a couple of the other characters I don't I don't think I've seen Ray. I've never seen a character meet and greet with Ray. I don't know. Ray's the little firefly for those of you guys who don't oh. know. Oh. But there is Lewis, the alligator. I have seen a I love you. Know, Lewis. I have seen a Lewis. I don't know if I've seen him for a meet and greet, but you could. You never know. The shadow man could be hanging out there too. Ah! I love it. I just, I'm I love, very excited about this. In I case love nobody the sh- has the shadow man. noticed, I'm very excited about this. What do
0: you guys think about all this? Have you guys seen these videos? I, we do have the links in the show notes to the video on YouTube with the music dubbed over and the post on Twitter explaining how this would all work together. So please go check those out. Let us know. Respond on social media to this episode post. Send us an email, feedback at dlweekly.net. But now it is finally time to return to Trivia Land with producer James to get the answers to this week's trivia. What do you have for how did we do? I guess is the question.
2: Question number one comes from listener Eric J. And the question was, What is the name of the mining town location which Big Thunder resides? And you both correctly gave me Rainbow Ridge.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: A good start for this week. All right. Question number two from Jessica M. At the New Orleans Square train stop, there's a pile of instrument cases. Which instruments would they house? You got a couple of them, but not 100%. There's actually two saxophone cases, a banjo and a guitar. No sign of snare drums, a trombone, or a trumpet as you added to the list. Wow.
1: Third My question. banjo's there, though. Your banjo is there.
2: <laughs> yeah, your first instinct. There's probably a banjo there. Well, you know, you know, it's not uh, outside the Blue Bayou, so it had to be somewhere in New Orleans That's true. Square, right? mm <laughs> Third question comes from uh, listener Michael C. Who asks, how many times does Winnie the Pooh appear in his own attraction? Tag, trusting his gut, was right. Seven appearances. Really? Wow. I literally just grabbed a number out of the air. Do we
1: know what they are?
2: Yes. So he's hanging from a helium balloon. Oh,
1: yep. Okay. He's in a
2: honeypot upside down in the storm.
1: Oh, I forgot about that one. He's
2: asleep in his nightcap. Mm -hmm. He's a projection with uh, half lumps and woozles.
1: Okay. I didn't think about the projection. Oh, it was
2: a gray area. I'm like, if I say yes, then... uh, Asleep with Tigger on top of him in a hot air balloon above the honey, and then at his birthday party.
1: Well, then I wasn't too—I wasn't too bad then. No, not too bad <laughs> at all, Teresa.
2: Versus Tae, who just happened to get lucky. And our final question from Lee asks, "What movie exhibit was displayed in Tomorrowland from 1955 through 1966?" Take again, trusting his gut, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea.
1: Wow. Very cool. So
2: the story behind it is they had the props on display at a building in Tomorrowland as a temporary fix because when they opened the park, it didn't have any real attractions. Um, They didn't remove the exhibit until they started the construction of New Tomorrowland in 1966. Nice.
0: Cool. Where was that located? Do you know?
2: It was replaced by Adventure Through Inner Space.
0: Oh, so it's where uh, Star Tours is now.
2: Great series of questions this week, and hey, they did good at uh, getting most of them right, so props to them. I'd love to keep asking some of your questions as we go week to week. Send me an email. It's trivia at dlweekly.net.
0: So we also want to let people know that if you are a... So for supporters of the annual pass holder level and above, we are thinking about the bonus episode for this month being a movie trivia bonus episode. Yeah,
1: so it's between that or Westcott. So whichever one we don't do this month, we're going to probably do next
0: month. Well, I'm good just saying this because I know that Laura's in our live stream chat and she has sent in a lot of movie trivia, as have some other folks that I know James has talked about before. And since we try to make it Disney Parks specific trivia, not movie trivia, uh, we don't want those things to go to waste. But it could be a fun little bonus. Yeah, why not? Uh, and Teresa is going to kick my butt at it because I've not I seen know. as many Disney movies as I'm, she has. I'm
2: pretty sure she just proved and announced in this podcast that she doesn't do well at tri- movie trivia. So We'll, we'll find out.
1: Well, we will be back next week with more Disneyland news and information.
2: So until then, have
0: courage, be kind, and spread some Disney magic.
1: And soon, go out and enjoy the park.
0: Soon. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon.